Hold on, Love Talk Radio. Well, girls, it's uh, it's uh, the three girls today. So myself and Lisa, and she's with me, and we do this every week. And then we've got our guest here today, Allison, is here. And and Allison, I'm so glad you're with us because you got a great story, and you've had to overcome a lot of obstacles to get where you are now. And um, I know that you had to school up. You're the head of a uh, school. I also know you have met the man of your dreams. And you got great kids and a great life, and but it wasn't always like that. And so, Lisa, this she's amazing. So I can't wait to share her story. So myself and Lisa will ask you questions. And uh, but well, first sure. of all, how did how did you get with the man of your dreams? And also, um, the man of her dreams, by the way, is there help getting ready to help her clear the garden. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's it's cool. I love yeah, that. he's in the back. He's great. So, <laughs> He's in the back cutting down bamboo work, and yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So how, how, how did well. you – I hear yeah. So my question to you is how did you get from where you were, which was you were struggling in relationships and with your business and your school and, and all that. I remember you had, I had a lot of really eventful nights where it was just hard to breathe, I'm sure. And but look at you now. You've got the great job and the great guy and the great life. And uh, so, how did you turn that around? I mean, and I'll ask you questions, Lisa. Lisa and I both will. But share with us a little oh, bit. Oh, sure. Um, well, it's a long story. Um, but really, ultimately, I I had to take a break from everything. Um, I had I've been married twice, and those marriages um, did not work out. And then I had a, a a couple of long-term relationships also that didn't work out. And then I had actually started dating somebody and realized um, I just something was wrong. So there was a void that there was something missing, something was wrong. And I literally stopped in my tracks and broke up with the guy and then spent two years by myself. Um, went back to school. I traveled. Um, I started rowing. I really, I went back to church. Um, I really just worked on myself and really just had to do a lot of self-reflection on what was going on with me and why I felt like I had this gaping hole in my life and why was I attracting the wrong people? You know, what was I doing? What was I putting out there that was coming back to me? And so with the help, you and Tree and I had worked a lot together and I started journaling again, and I wrote down what I wanted. I wrote down, you know, what I wanted in my life as far as, you know, um, where I wanted to live and the kind of house that I wanted and the kind of job that I wanted. And then I wrote down the kind of partner that I wanted. And I, my first draft, you know, and then I went back and then modified it again. And then I just gave it back to the universe and said, okay, this is this is. This is it. I set my intention. And then I really let it go. I didn't the one thing that I that I can honestly say that helped me the most was not being fearful anymore. That was the one thing that I did. I lived in a lot of fear. You know, the what ifs and um you know, what if this doesn't work out, what if that doesn't work out? And I gave it up. I gave up the fear factor. And that really allowed things to come forward for me. Um I was open for just open open for um, opportunities. I was open to learn. I was open to myself. And then the other piece of it was I had to learn how to forgive myself because I'm pretty good at beating myself up. But I learned how to forgive myself for the mistakes that I made and the bad choices that I did. And But through all of that, I learned. 
I learned a great deal. And the wisdom that came from that um, is what I think really propelled me forward. And then fast forward, you know, now it's been three years ago. Um, I did, I started this journey and now I am in um, Pensacola and I am living my best life. Um, I've met the man of my dreams who I actually met 17 years ago, which is funny, um, but we were just friends. Um, and this relationship has started off, we've always been friends and it's just blossomed and it's wonderful. And it just, um, he is, um, he's my best friend. And I, I don't think I can ever say that about anybody that I've either married or dated, that I truly have a best friend. And, um, and we just have fun. We just laugh and we do goofy things and we like the same things. And, and it just, it makes it just, life is just so sweet. So, but that's, that's wow. been my journey. So, um, you, uh, you know, and you made a list of the qualities that you wanted in your man, right? So I'm, I'm hearing you with did. that. And did you, did you read it every day? I know the answer, but I want you to share it with me. Did, did you? Uh, sure. Did you, did you no, read it? I didn't. Okay. I read, I, I wrote it and then, um, I put it away. It was, it was always, it's in my nightstand and I'd put it away and I don't know, occasionally I'd pull it back out and reread it again. Um, you know, or if something would come up or something would make me think about an attribute that I, that I found that would be appealing, I would go back in and add something in. But for the most part, I wrote it down, read it, prayed about it and put it away. Um, okay. and I, because I, I felt like it was, I needed to give it back. I needed to give it back to the universe. I needed to give it back to God to allow that to come in. Because I felt like if I read it every single day, then I would obsess about it, and that would really shut down. I wouldn't be in the flow. Okay, um, I hear you. Lisa, uh, do you have a question? Because I, I I love her story, but um, it's a it's a Cinderella Cinderella story. So um, I, I want to ask you one more question. How long was it? You the last relationship you haven't had a lot, but the last relationship that you had, and. Uh, do you feel it was a disaster? Oh, it was most uh, definitely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he okay. ended up um, he ended up committing suicide. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. No, he died of a drug overdose. Yep. At fifty. Yep. He went from oh. being a prominent a prominent middle school um, science teacher to uh, ended up dying from a meth overdose. His life, and, and I and I think that's what really, for me, I just something was not right, and I I just, I knew it in my heart, in my soul, knew it. Okay. And I got out. So, so did you just say bye, see you later, bye bye, and you just hung up the phone, or you say you know however you did that, and you did you feel God beating you to say um, you need to get out, or how did how did that happen? Yeah, no, it was very much, I call it a Holy Spirit moment. It was very much a Holy Spirit moment um, that um, we were, I, there was a lot of patterns. I'm, I'm real big on patterns because I run a school and I watch um, the children's behavior. So I study patterns and I kept seeing the same patterns over and over again. And, and something just didn't feel right. And I literally, um, I, I, I did, I just stopped. I was walking down my stairs from my condo and he was, 
complaining about something. I don't remember what it was. And I finally just, I turned and I looked at him and I said, I can't do this anymore in the parking lot. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I just can't. And I broke up with him right there. And he goes, well, I understand that it's really not for you to understand because this is my, this is my, this is my journey. This is my life. And I said, you, I'm not happy and I'm not going to be happy. And there's nothing that you can do that's going to make me happy. I have to figure this out on my own. And he couldn't understand okay. that because he thought that I, he thought that I was um, dumping him for another guy. And I'm like, no, I'm dumping you for me. I like that. I'm dumping you for me. I did. That's, That's exactly what I, like I said. Too. Yeah, I like that too. Too. Yeah, very well, very well said, uh, Ali. And then the other, one of the other things is that you. Uh, I know that you dated guys that you thought they were one way, and then they turned out to be. Projects, prospects or projects. I make a joke about that quite frequently, but it's true. So you do. Um, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So you you've met a couple, you met some projects, right? And and when they showed up as projects, did you think you could fix them, make them better? Yeah, um, that was the other thing too. Yeah, I thought I could help. I could help, you know, because I've always wanted. That's one of the things that I I'm a helper. And, and I have very much, I have a servant heart and I thought, you know, I could help, I could help. And, um, one of them, um, probably the one that was the most, well, there were, there was two that were equally as detrimental. Um, the one I actually ended up getting engaged to, and that was a disaster because he didn't mean it. It was like, well, I thought I wanted this. It sounded like a good thing at the time, and I moved in with him and got rid of all of my every, you know, my furniture and my kitchen stuff and everything. And then he was he came back, um, not even six months later, and said, "I can't do this. I, I want to go out and sleep with the world." So, um, yeah, you got to go. And that was devastating. Wow. And then, and then I followed the next. The next relationship was no better. Um, again, another project, um, but wore a big, wore a hell of a mask. He was quite uh, the narcissistic personality, um, okay. and also had a severe drinking and drug problem, which he he covered he covered up pretty well until the end. And then, um, yeah, and I thought I could help, and that was a that was a disaster. Um, that actually. That probably was the first step of, of propelling me to where I am right now, um, because because of that so, uh, so because of that relationship, um, I had a change of jobs, and um, which which I left the school that I was at. I was there for almost 16 years. Um, left that school, went to another school, worked there for three years, was completely miserable. And then in that in that three year time, um, met the last guy that I had dated, and then broke up with him, and then I ended up coming here. So it was like the chain reaction of those bad relationships, and then the job, and then me taking the time out for myself and really working on what was what was most important for me. That got me where I'm at right now, and that was the you, biggest thing. You, is is I'm sorry, so please keep. The biggest thing was you, no. you taking time for yourself. Yeah. A lot of a lot of prayer, okay. a lot of meditation. Um, you and I did a lot of work together. And right. really just believing in myself. Really just believing in the fact that I that I'm okay and that I don't need 
I guess it was the fact that I felt like I just didn't need I didn't need anybody. I didn't need to have a man to make me happy. I didn't need to have a significant other that I needed to do things for myself first. I needed to recognize the things that the dreams that I wanted to pursue. Um, and when I allowed myself to really get comfortable in my own skin is when everything changed. Um, because I wasn't looking for this relationship. I moved I moved to Pensacola. Um, to be with my my brothers, both of my brothers are here, and my oldest daughter is here. And at the time, when I said I was going to be moving um, down here, we didn't know she was pregnant. But then she then she ended up. Um, I have a grandson; he's a year old, and so I have a grandchild wow. here. And um, and every and and of course, I've been coming to Pensacola for over twenty years, and that's how I met um, met my my person. Um, because I've known him because he lived across the street from my brother. Um, but of course he was married and I was married and we're going through life's trials and tribulations and all of that. And, um, we, um, and then when I'd come into town, um, after he'd gotten divorced, you know, we tried to grab a beer or do something, but the timing was never right. And it was really funny because when I came down to do my final interview for my job down here, cause I work for the Catholic, um, I work for a Catholic school. And when I came down to do my final interview here, I was staying in the condo right across the street from the church, but also down the street from where he lives. And something said, don't call him just yet. Just wait, wait till you get down here. Well, ironically, when I moved, I closed on my house on a Monday, and his 60th birthday was on a Wednesday. Now, get this. Now, I was in, in the middle of COVID. I packed up my whole life, changed jobs, bought a house, and moved. <laughs> well. Welser, welser, welser. Yeah. yeah, and so anyway, yeah. I called him on his 60th birthday, and he was giving me a hard time because that's what he does. And um, he said, "Well, where are you?" And I said, "Well, I was." He, and I said, "Well, I'm in Pensacola because they're at your brother's house." And I said, "No, I'm at my house." And he goes, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, I live here now." He goes, "What?" So we talked, and then I didn't talk to him for about another week and a half. And then it was a Friday night, and he called and said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm here with one of my friends. We're just drinking some wine. I said, do you want to come over? And he goes, yeah, I'll be on your side of town. And that was a year and a half ago, and we haven't been apart since. So this is true love, and this is your, you know, and uh, Lisa, and I know Jen's listening in too and a couple other people, but one of the things that that, uh, she said, she goes, we had a glorious day. I guess I need to find a man to have a glorious day with. Isn't that cool? That's something she told me. So uh, I know you went through relationships and projects and everything, but um, what changed in you to attract some, the man of your dreams? Because uh, all of us want to attract the man or the woman of our dreams. What, what was it that you said you worked on yourself for two years and didn't date anyone? How did you change yourself? How, what did you change about yourself? Um, well, I, well, I realized that, it, that I don't need to, I don't need to fix anybody and I need to work on myself. How did I change my, I, um, I wanted something more. Um, I didn't want to, I wanted to get off the merry-go-round. I didn't want to, um, feel like I had to keep up with anybody else. Cause that's a real big thing in Atlanta. Um, I wanted to, um, I didn't want to keep bringing in the people that I was bringing in. I wanted to be live more of a genuine life like really appreciate myself for the things the gifts that I have 
and work on the things that were important to me, like my health and my fitness. And I started rowing and, you know, and doing all those things. And I put myself first. That was the biggest thing that I did was I put me first. I'd never done that because I was, I would call myself a reformed people pleaser. And so <laughs> I would always put everybody else's needs first and I would never take care of myself. And I would always overpromise and under and under, you know, deliver on certain things because I was too busy running around trying to make everybody happy. And I decided to say no, no became a new word in my vocabulary. And that's how I changed myself. I started telling people no, and I started saying yes to me, just doing whatever. You know, if I wanted to go out to eat with my friends, I could, you know, I'd do it. If I didn't, if I wanted to stay home and watch TV, you know, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the need or compelled that I had to do that. You know, you were in Atlanta, and oh, you got to be out there, you got to be dating, you got to be doing all these things, and I didn't want to do any of that. Right, right, I get it too. Um, Lisa, I've been asking the questions. I know you probably, uh, you have a very similar love story, you know, to hers. Um, Lisa's been married, been with her guy for 25 years, and they've been married for about a year and a half, lived together for a long time. But uh, so, you know, some of the things that she's saying you've said about your own story. Uh, Do you have any questions you want to ask? Because I'm over here just like hogging the mic. I'm so sorry. So anyway. Oh, gosh, no need to apologize. I mean, my gosh, Allison, I, I think... First and foremost, as I was listening to your, I hate to say story, but as I was listening to your life journey or life experiences, I just kept thinking of the movie Mm -hmm. Eat, Pray, Love. Did you ever see that movie? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I read the book twice. (laughs) Okay. That is is my life. Yeah. (laughs) As I was listening to you, I'm like, whoa. I mean, everything that you have been through, everything that you have accomplished, um, I think one of the, the um, one of the things that you said that has really impacted me is when you told your, I think a significant other boyfriend at the time, I'm leaving you for me, not for another one, you know, another person. So I yeah. thought that was very impactful, and I, I do want to give you kudos beyond imagination for everything that you have been through, and to hear you, and your voice right now. I mean, I don't know you, I've never met you, but I can see such happiness on your face. I can sense the love you have for this man that you're with right now. I can sense your peace. I can sense such positive energy in your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems to me like this is the person that you've always been, but because of these challenging relationships that you've been, they kind of took you down a winding road that obviously you weren't prepared to go down. Um, Mm -hmm. I also also want to say to you the fact that you decided that you didn't need a man in your life to fulfill, you know, this void, or you didn't even need anybody at that time. You're like, I need to focus on me. And it's Mm -hmm. almost like the, the letting go of the wanting is what brought your man to you. And even though it's yeah. been, would you say, you've known him for 17 years or so, but you just started getting together last year, you know, there's something yeah. to be said for that. And it's, I think it's hard for people to grasp the concept of what patience can do for your self-esteem and what it can do for your emotional state. Um, honestly, I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm just like, my mouth is hanging open. Like I'm listening to all of these things and, the, everything that you've been through, and to hear you right now, my goodness, I mean, 
Way to go, Allison. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's thank that you. It, it, it has, and, and my my faith has been, and I've always I've always had a strong faith, and I'm very spiritual. Um, you know, God and the angels, and I really, and that was the other thing that I did. I really started homing in on that, and I think that was mm-hmm. a big that was a big thing too um, for me, and really, and just and like you know, let go, let God. You know, people who say that all the time, but do you really do it? Well, I did. And and it mm-hmm. and it's exactly it, the joy that I and I do I am the happiest I think um, I've ever been with the exception of giving birth to my two daughters you know this mm-hmm. has been the most fulfilling last you know three years um, because it's just I've come full circle really in a lot of ways um, and 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 having that faith to believe that 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 it's out there and just allowing it to come in. Um, has been huge. Um, I can't tell you how many times, you know, the way that everything has unfolded has truly been a Holy Spirit moment for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the synchronicities. I mean, there's just no way that all of that could have matched up if it wasn't divine timing. And, and you know, Allison, I, 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 I can't speak for Tree. I know for myself personally, I have had that Holy Spirit moment, and it was just this past mm-hmm. summer. And until you experience it, you can't even begin to try to put into words what that moment was like and how it really does just like, I mean, it just takes your breath away. And it, it was just like this huge release and you're thinking, wow. I mean, it's, it's all in their timing, right? Nothing is when we want it. And the, yeah. you know, the fact that God and the angels really do listen, they really do watch over us but they're only mm-hmm. going to give us what we need or want when we're ready to take that on. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. Um, so I have a question for you, Ali, because I've got somebody who's listening to this, and she just sent me a text. And uh, um, she, what did you do for, like, I know you prayed and you meditated. Do you recommend personal development? What did you do with that personal development? Um, because I know you're a big reader, a big studier, okay? So yes, um, yes, 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 I did. Well, I was in in school, so I was, you know, I'm getting my um, I'm getting my master's in child child and adolescent psychology. So that in itself has been a lot. But I did a lot of reading um, on self help books. I mean, obviously, you know, well, what I do for a living too, because I run, a, I run a school, so I have to have a lot of tough conversations with with people. So a lot of Brene Brown, I read, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of books on emotional intelligence, um, a lot of spiritual book uh, books. This one particular book, um, because I am a teacher, and um, I ran a Montessori school, and then I also am now running a, a, Catholic, a traditional Catholic school. But this book was huge for me. It's called Nurturing the Spirits. And it's by Eileen Wolf, Eileen D. Wolf, and it talks about transformation. And it's really in the context of teaching how teachers need to how teachers need to transform themselves because a lot of teachers are very um, judgmental against children, and they want to put their own ideas onto children and not l- allow them to develop naturally. And so I took the concepts from that book and applied them to myself. Okay. Wow, um, that's great. Yeah, being you, able you to fully to transform. Yeah. yeah. You talked to me about that book, yeah. I remember. Okay. So, and you said something about sometimes you just got to say no to everything else uh, except what you need to do for yourself, right? Did I hear that right? Right. 
Yes, okay. that's exactly it. And I and I and I did, and I started saying no to a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. My cat is on the fence. I think he's trying to escape. <laughs> this is hilarious. Hi, buddy. Come here. Oh, this is hilarious. No. Oh, it's okay because Mark is Mark's been bringing him outside. He's an in, he's an inside cat, and Mark brings him in the backyard with him. And so I just I just something told me to walk back here and check on the cat. Sure enough, he's on the damn fence. Um, <laughs> um, That's cute. <laughs> Yeah, I'm bringing it back in the house. Um, here you go, bud. Oh, yeah. Back to um, say that question again. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do the squirrel, but I no, did. no, no, no. <laughs> it's 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 okay. So you're saying saying no to people is something that you've done for yourself, right? Because it gives you more time for your life, right? Which is important. And uh, yes, so and, that was okay. that's exactly it. Yeah, that was the one thing that was really hard for me um, because I am so quick to jump to do other things for other people and to, to, the, to the detriment, well, ultimately the detriment of myself because I didn't, I would do all kinds of things for other people and then I wouldn't do the things that I needed to do for myself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think in some respects it was also a form of self-sabotage, you know, um, in a lot of ways too. And that was the other thing that I looked at with myself, like the procrastination and the self-sabotage. It's like, you know, if I'm too busy taking care of everybody else, then I don't have to look at myself either. So it was a combination of things. And so what I mean by the self-sabotage piece is because if I'm, too, if I'm caretaking of, of all these other people, um, in a way it is self-sabotage because I'm not doing what I need to do. And then therefore it sets me up to fail. And I recognize that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I need to take care of things that I need to do. And well, wow. it sounds okay. to me like you've set some boundaries. You know, you've set some yeah. boundaries around yourself. And, you know, I hate to say against others or against other situations, but you do have to protect your space to a degree. And you do. What, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is for you to make that decision and say no is because you had to put a boundary as to what you're willing to you know, do versus not do, take care of yourself, take care of other people. And it just comes down to boundaries. And that's a hard thing for people like us that are very um, empathic, very, you know, nurturing, you know, always want to help others. And I find myself in the same position. But we, we do have to protect that piece of us or we will then fall as you have experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have. So. And it's... Yeah, and it has it. It's really it's gotten in the way of a lot of things, and I and I, and and I guess for me the biggest thing too uh, during that time too was allowing myself to not feel guilty about saying no. That was a big thing because that was right. that was the people pleaser in me. You know, mm-hmm. oh God, if I don't, you know, if I don't do this and this and this and this to help this person, then who's going to do it or who's going to? But they needed uh, it gave me freedom that I needed, but it gave all those other people that I was doing things for the opportunity to do things for themselves. So it's again, setting those boundaries. So well, because you were enabling them. Yes. Primary enabler, right, Allie? Pardon? I said you were a primary enabler. Then then you started saying no and then, yeah, now I get it. Um, So here's another question for you. You've got a guy that you you have known him for 17 years, right? 
and uh, yeah. there was always an attraction, an attraction there, and but you never had the right time. Timing was off to to act on it, and so now the timing's there, the guy's there, you're there, and you guys are building a life together. And uh, was it was it different than just be, being more than friends? You know, I mean, the attraction's always there. You guys never acted on it for various reasons. Was it hard to take it to a new level or anything like that? Um, no. And this, and the, the interesting thing about this relationship was um, it came naturally. So, for instance, like, you know, sometimes when you get in a relationship and, you know, it's almost like the expectation is, well, I guess because we went into it with no expectations. That was the number one thing. Um, because neither one of us were looking for anything. As a matter of fact, I have to tell a funny story about him because we had been seeing each other, hanging out, like seriously hanging out for several weeks. And he, we were sitting at my house, and he was like, he's like, he goes, he goes, I, he goes I can't, he goes, I can't give you what you want. And I looked at him. <laughs> well, I said, what is it that you think I want? He goes, well, a relationship. And I went, well, what makes you think that? <laughs> we, That's funny. And, he, and we went on to continue talking, and, and I was just like, oh. I said, well, you know, I, I said, I don't know that I, I said, I don't, I don't know. I said, why can't we just see where this goes? Why can't we just see what happens? And and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and meanwhile, tonight, so. he's, uh, tonight he's over there. Uh, he's uh, helping her clean the backyard. So you got you got yourself a great guy, I think. And he's got a great girl, too, as well. So. Um, you, you, one of the things I think you haven't done or you've done is that you haven't pushed him. You've allowed everything just to flow. Right? No. That, that's no, exactly it. That's exactly what's happening. Okay. Hmm? okay. You've that's you've okay. Maggie's barking because he, he just walked in. Say that again. Okay. I said you just let things flow. You didn't push it at all, right? That's correct. I didn't I didn't do any any of that at all. Um Quite the opposite. Um, no, yeah. hang on. He was on the fence. Yes. <laughs> She's sorry. To cat, Mark was right? going to let the cat back Maybe. out. I'm like, don't let the cat out. <laughs> I have to watch him because I don't want him going to the neighbor's yard. Um, I did. Uh, when we we would see each other um, in the beginning because uh, we started seeing each other la- uh, really, I guess, technically last May. In, um, last May. And we would, we would see each other and – um, he would, you know, we would go our separate ways. And if we talked, we talked, if we didn't, we didn't, you know, there was, I think the longest period of time that we didn't talk was maybe like three days, you know, and there might be a, a text or there might be a, um, there wasn't a lot of talking on the phone, maybe a quick text or something. And then it was just, you know, and then, or he would call me three days later and, uh, and I was just like, Hey, what, what are you doing? You know, I mean, cause it, it was just natural, you know, and the other thing with, with him is that I don't worry. You know, I have been, I have dated other people um, and I've been in relationships with other people where there was always a third party or there was, there was something going on. And um, I don't worry about that with this relationship either. I mean, the trust is there and it, and we have allowed it just to unfold. And I guess, Several months had passed. I think we had gotten into we'd gotten through Hurricane Sally, and we'd gotten through the holidays. And I think it was like January of this year. And we were sitting there, and 
he looked at me and he just said, he goes, you know, you blew the lid off of this relationship. And I said, I said, I said, me? And he said, yeah. And I said, no, we did. I said, I didn't do this by myself. <laughs> Meaning that we know we've taken it to the we've taken it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And That's now cool. we're I love that you know we're basically yeah. And then and then it was about another I don't know several months had passed and then I guess we were into the summer and we were standing in the kitchen one night and we were cooking dinner because you know we cooked dinner together and we were cooking dinner and we were talking and you know he goes you come in here and you do this and this and this and that and I didn't know you and I didn't know this and I didn't know that it was really sweet. And, you know, but so that was, that was his way of saying, we're taking it to the next level, you know, because he, I mean, he knew me, but he didn't know me, not like he knows me now. Um, and so that was wonderful too. So. I always, but it I always say say quick, that nope. you, you, go ahead. Say, I'm sorry, Lisa, what were you saying? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tree, but I'm going to have to leave. Danielle's here to pick up Asher. So I've got to uh, run and go say goodbye. Uh, I'm no so worries. sorry. Yes. No worries. We'll, okay, we Allison, it was anyway. so nice to meet you. It was good to meet you, too. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Lisa. So, Allison, what I'm saying, and I'll let you go because I know you've got your sweetheart there, is that Mark was in more than just another pretty face, and so are you, right? You guys really found love. That's amazing. <laughs> I love your story. So, it's good. Thank you. Anyway, those who are listening now are listening, going to listen later. We'll talk. We're... We'll have, we have our shows on usually on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday night at uh, 4, uh, 4.30 East Coast time. And we're going to get off the phone now. And I know Allison's got our guy there. And uh, I've got to fix some things here for myself. And, um, and thanks for listening in. Allie, you were wonderful. I knew you would be. And thank you so very much. Take care, everybody. Oh, Bye now. You're so welcome. Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye.